Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Boys Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 124 of the Big Show Smith Forcer Base Podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? It is upon us. It's Probert Invitational Eve. Actually, I guess by the time you're listening to this, we're like, <laughs> we're two rounds in already. I guess not rounds, that'd be first bracket, but you know what I'm saying. We'd be 16 fights in by the time you're listening to this. Um, but I'm recording on Friday, so it's like a time warp for me. But uh, I am just putting the finishing touches, uh, photoshopping a few things for the matchups uh, that will begin. Uh, well, I keep saying that, but again, they'll already have been started by the time you're listening to this. Well, work with me. It is Friday, so I'm putting them together to have them ready for tomorrow at noon for you guys, the first round. Um, really looking forward to that. Uh, it's a fun time of year. Um, there's a, there's always issues. I'll get to that in a sec. Um, but yeah, like I said, episode 124. Hope everybody's doing good out there, staying safe. Um, yeah, it was, it, uh, hopefully... You know, we got, uh, yeah, what, tornadoes in Ontario and uh, wildfires burning here in BC and in Saskatchewan and uh, it was smoky today. Oh, so I hope, we, and farmers are in trouble around here. We need rain. Hopefully we can get some rain. And uh, yeah, because it's, it's tough slugging out there for everybody. The world is on fire. So I hope everybody listening here is, I uh, hope you're safe and doing well. Um, you know, and, and of course we're coming out of the pandemic and it's like, oh my God, I'm waiting for the locusts here. Like, uh, but, um, but you tuned in to get away from that. I was going to say to get away from the negativity, but yeah, that's not so true here because I got some bitches coming up, but, um, I'll do this first. Like I said, member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Over 50 shows in the network. They're always adding shows. They've added a couple new shows here lately. And uh, every NHL team is represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. I know some of them are on hiatus for the season. Um, others are getting ready for the expansion draft and the draft and all that. So whatever you're into, if you're into that sort of thing, definitely check them out. Um, for my off-network friends. Of course, uh, the, I was going to say, it's like just human nature for me to just to go into the, the rant of, a, uh, or my, my patter of, uh, obey the puck and everything, but they're, they're are no longer here. Obey the puck had their last episode this week and, uh, Dan, Paul and Kelly. So, uh, I know they're, it's going to be a different kind of incarnation of the show with stadium. We're mixing in with the stadium journey podcast and everything. So, um, they'll still be around, but the obey the puck show is no more. But um, Fred and Dave over at the Slewfoot show, they're still swinging. And, um, well, and then, okay. Oh, yeah, I guess we got to talk about it. He's back now. Episode's out. His first one back since, what, February. Old old Alec down there in Florida. The O5 for Fighting podcast. Um, yeah, so that friggin' mud show's back on the air. You know. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> I guess, like I said, I guess when the, the rest of us have set the bar so low, we, they just, I mean, it truly is, the old, the statement is, anybody can have a podcast. Well, there we go. That's living proof right there. You know, and he's in land of luxury there in his, uh, in his penthouse, uh, his palatial estate there in Fort Myers. And, oh, he's talking about going to the Everblades games. And, you know, he's already buying jerseys. He's the, he's going to be the biggest Everglade fan out there. You, you watch. He'll be the guy with the face paint and all that. Yeah. I can't wait to see those friggin'. 
Watch, they'll be at friggin' Fire for Fighting TikTok channel in no time here. You'll be doing dances at the game or something. Who knows? I don't know. Get half a dozen bush light in them. And, yeah. So, but whatever. I, you know, I guess, you know, like I said, he, he's back, kid. He's, I'm glad he's back. Um, I know he's got some guests already lined up. And uh, and he's got a great back catalog. If you, uh, Segroy and Yablonski and Rob Ray. And, um, yeah. No, Alec has done a great job. And, um, yeah, and he's back. So definitely check out that, the Five for Fighting podcast. And then Joe Lazito, Jolton Joe, give me the Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. It's an Islander enforcer-based podcast. And he's had great guests on, Fakoda, Ewan, Jason Strudwig, Asham. And Joe's been around. Like I said, he, he was the, um, he helped Stan Fischler way back when on the Bad Boys books. Um, he used to, he was a uh, contributor to the, Tough guy magazines that come out once a once a year, the uh, enforcer issue. Oh man, those are great. I still wish they did stuff like that. Like I, I still, I mean, I know everything's online. You can read it on your phone and everything else. But that was the thing. Like even like with the books, the Kindle and remember the, and all that shit. I just can't get into that. I need to hold something. I need something in my hands. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I fully admit I'm still a magazine. Not that I buy a lot of magazines anymore, but I still, I'm still a magazine guy. I still like to hold something. You know. I don't know. I, I really wit I mean, although as I'm saying this, yeah, Tough Guy magazine, you know, fuck, would, would be six pages these days. It'd be, have to be a lot of, uh, back in the day, there'd have to be a lot of history pieces in, the, in those magazines. You know, uh, today's Spotlight Fighter and his eight career fights. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do the rankings instead of a, you know, I remember Joe used to, it was a top 25 shit, you'd have what, the top four. That'd be the top three. Oh yeah, and his fight card included, and they list three fights. Oh, oh, yeah. Such as it is now. Different times, but yes. Joe, where was I? Oh, Lazito. Yes, but Jolton Joe. Yeah, he was a part. He had his hand in all that, and um, like you said, he does a great job. Uh, definitely check out his merch. Joe's got his face on everything, uh, from mugs to. Yoga pants to frisbees to pens and mug, you know, whatever. Hat. I don't know if he has hats. You name mouse pads. You name it. Lazito's face is on it. So definitely check it out. I mean, like I said, if, you, if you've always been interested in sitting on Joe's face, buy a pair of yoga pants. Yeah. Do you see Joe out the park, out Central Park, in his yoga pants and his mat? Doing the downward dog and the praying mantis. That'd be, you know how sweaty that would be in like a Malakoff jersey and yoga pants in Central Park in August? Or I guess it's not August yet, we're in July still, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then he'd afterwards, see, but then he blows it on the way home, he's stopping and getting New York sliced pizza and fr- fries. I know in all our food courts here, we have like New York, it's called New York fries. I've never been to New York. Is New York known for its fries? I'm, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've, I know that's like, you know, Philly's got their cheese steak and blah, blah, blah. Like, what's New York, like, fries? I, I never, like, to me, fries is always like Idaho. I've had Idaho fries. I've been in Idaho. I don't know. It's Friday and I'm, as you can tell, I'm very limited on my topics today. So I'm dragging this out. But... New York known for fries. But definitely check out Joe's show. But there we go. There are the sponsors. Now I should probably get into it. If you're on social media, why are you on social media? That'd be my first question to you. But if you are, um, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. And definitely check out my YouTube channel. I have over 2,500 fights in that YouTube channel. Um, and everything's sorted from junior to pro. Whatever league you're looking for, just type it in a little search engine. NHL, OHL, M-O-U-S-E. It's good to go. Who's texting me? Don't mind me. I'm going to check my phone. I was laughing. I'm working downtown. And uh, would you cross a downtown street not looking up and staring at your phone? Like you'd have to be insane. But yet, here are these people walking across. Just I, like I don't know what is so important that you can't look up for the, for the ten seconds it takes to cross the street. No, you just uh, it's just idiocy. I I don't know. 
is everything. Honestly, I said we we live in this in the stupidest time, the stupidest people. As a society, we're just morons, and it just gets played out daily. Look at me; it's a I mean, it's a real upbeat uh, podcast today. But I just you just read the shit on social media. You see these morons out in the streets. It's just like constant. Like even tonight, I mean, you know, bad service or whatever. Snotty teenagers working shit minimum wage jobs it is is nothing new. This isn't a new story, but I, I laugh because uh, we ordered pizza and uh, the Domino's, and I went and picked it up. Um, I don't know why I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm not even gonna get into the whole delivery thing, but because our our condo, it's yeah, it's marked so stupid. Like I said, we we lose packages. Like I said, every night there's skip the dishes drivers wandering all over the courtyards around here trying to find because they they wrote the addresses down. It's goofy how they did it. Anyway, but the Dom it's, the Domino's is literally five minutes, not even three minutes from our house. So whatever we order it, twenty minutes later, Zoom, I'm over there, and I mean I know it's Domino's, but actually this one's pretty good. The Domino's buyer place is actually pretty good. I mean I know what. At the end of the day, I know it's chain food pizza, and I get it. But overall, for cheap, whatever, you know, it's so hot here. We don't want to, I didn't want to barbecue, didn't want to turn it on the oven, blah, blah, blah. Wife's making a birthday cake anyway, so there's shit all over the kitchen. So it was like, yeah, let's, it's Friday, just go get pizza, it'll be easier. So, where are Domino's? I go zooming on over there. Roll in. Yep, Darren, oh yeah, here it is. And we got two larges and uh, the cheese bread. And you get marinara sauce with it, right? In the, you know, in the container. And, uh, but everything, of course, is, oh, it's all sealed with, because of the pandemic. It's not like you can go, oh, we, we open check it, whatever. It's all got the sticker on it. So you couldn't really just open the box. So I walk in and there's a young girl working there. Like I said, probably a high school student, maybe, maybe 18, 19, maybe. But I'm thinking she's probably about grade 11 or 12. You know, and uh, I walk in. And I, as I was walking in, there was a lady walking out and I don't know if they had had words, but the lady goes, that's just one of those days. You know how it is. And then the girl's just kind of, yeah, okay. And kind of giving it as the lady's leaving, she kind of looks at in kind of eye roll, like, you know, whatever, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I come in. Yeah, Darren. Oh yeah, sure. Here it is. And she goes, oh yeah, your total's $30. Okay. So she puts the three boxes up beside me on the table and, you know, gets out the little debit machine and. I look over and I know we bought the marinara sauce or that it comes with marinara sauce in the container, but it's not sitting like usually there's the three boxes and the marinara sauce on top. But I'm like, or did they put it in the box? They didn't last time. So I was like, uh, did this come with marin? I, I said, is the marinara sauce in the box or, well, I suppose I can go get you one is what she says to me. And I'm just looking at her like, you suppose you can like, well, I paid for it, so there's not supposing. It's like you are because I paid for it. But I'm like at the same time, I, I kind of chuckled to myself because on the debit machine, of course, now we're at the portion of tip percentage. Guess what I put zero, you know, because it's like I, you know, and I was thinking, ah, it's hot out. You guys do a good job, and, and I always laugh because they always tell you, oh, Num Nuts is putting your pizza in the oven, right? It's the same dude. It's like this. Archdeep Singh guy is the same guy every time we order on Friday. He's always the guy for the last like five years or since we've been doing it online. He's like the same guy every time putting it in. And I say, and it's the same dudes in the back working when I walk in because you walk in, you can see them all, right? So it's the same guys all the time. So I was just like, ah, it's brutal hot out, but the food's always been good. It's fast. I'm like, yeah. And I mean, I know I'm picking it up. And that's the thing. I remember putting it on Twitter before, like, if you're picking up food, do you tip? Like, do you notice on, like, on all the bank, on all the, like, machines now, it's like, there's this tip option? I don't know, and maybe, it, like, down in the States or for other listeners, that's the way it's always been. I can tell you in the places that, because I, I don't carry cash anymore, very, very little. I'm always, I'm the debit guy all the time, right? So, I've noticed that, I noticed the tip machine, or the, uh, God, what am I trying to say? The, the bank machine, or the, God damn, Seriously? Should I hit pause and like gain my thoughts here? When I'm paying with debit, I've noticed now, but when there never was before, this tip option. 
So I don't know if this is like a new coming out of the pandemic thing or what. Because like Subway's got it. Oh, McDonald's doesn't. Oh, maybe McDonald's. No, McDonald's doesn't have it. But no, I shouldn't say everywhere because 7-Eleven doesn't have it either. But like Subway had. I've noticed a bunch of places have put it on their machine. Um, and anyway, yeah. So that's neither here nor there. I'm getting, I'm all over the place today, folks. But crazy from the heat. Um, but Domino's, yeah. So right when she's like, I thought I can check for you or whatever. It's like right at the tip portion. I'm like zero. I was going to put like six bucks, but I'm like, I'm not doing shit now. So just wanted to tell her, well, you just cost yourself and everyone working here a tip because I'm sure they pool it. Right. So not that my $6 would have been, you know, earth shattering, but nonetheless, if you're snotty and I was polite when I came in, it wasn't like I, you know, Hey, where's the sauce bitch or anything like that. I'm like, just asked, is it in the, is the, is the marinara sauce in the box or, you know, and like, cause like I said, it's sealed. So I didn't open it to look. Of course, when I got home and I opened it, of course there was no marinara sauce inside the cheese bread box. So it's like, yeah, there you go. I'm glad I asked or I wouldn't have got it. And I had paid for it already. So, but yeah, I suppose I could check. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Like I said, I know you hate your job, but you know, and we, Hey, and we bought, we all had those shitty jobs growing up and I, you know, I get it, but there's no need to be snotty with me, you know, but welcome to the fourth line voice podcast. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm sort of, that was my kind of my rant for the, for today before I got going here after the pizza gate, but yeah, it just kind of irritated me. Just the attitude. Cause I was very, very pleasant with her when I, cause I'm a pleasant person. And even after she was snotty to me, I just kind of looked at her going, oh, okay, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I paid for it. So, you know, and that was like, I didn't make a big, I'm not a big scene guy, like start yelling in my, you know, whatever. I'm not that guy. But at the same time, cost yourself a tip. So being stupid. So I'm kind of thinking the next Friday that I go in, I'm guaranteed she probably won't be working there anymore. She looks like one of those, uh, you know, first paycheck, I'm out of here types. So, there we go. Anyway, well, that's it for tonight. No, I'm just kidding. What are we going to talk about today, guys? Well, first things first, of course, is the, um, well, I'll talk about the Probert Tournament. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning guys. Um, hometown discount, all that stuff. Yeah, I'll talk about that. I'm, I'm reading my sticky note out. TSN's, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to pause it and go look at that tw- that tweet for a sec to get back to talk about it. But, um, no, first things first. I'm going to talk about the, um, I mean, like I said, by the time you guys are listening to this, we'll be two days into the into the Probert tournament. And uh, I want to thank everybody. Um, I put it up on, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, I put the bracket as well as the link to the podcast that I did with Steve. Um, when, when Probert was king.com, him and I, uh, broke down the, uh, first round matchups and, uh, you know, and then just talked about each of the guys and whatever. I know it was a fairly lengthy episode and, uh, it did quite well. I noticed it was, uh, I don't know, 77th or something in Canada yesterday. So, um, again, I know the, I know the chartables, like the thing is a work. I mean, it's not how accurate can it be? Cause you know, it doesn't count streaming and all that stuff, but um, well, speaking of which, if you're listening to this show, I know I ask a lot of you guys and I appreciate everyone that's listening and whatever platform you're listening on is cool. Um, but uh, see, that's really weird. Like I look at chartables. I'm yeah, I'm 87th in Canada, 27th in Great Britain. And then in the United States, I'm out. I'm not even in, like the top 200 in the United States, which is so weird. Yeah, I don't get it, but. Um, I appreciate all of you that take the time to listen on whatever platform you're listening to, but, um, could you not stream it? If you're streaming it, could you stop now and download it or still continue to stream it, but download it anyway, just one time. Cause I get paid by the download. So if you could just download it, I'd very much, and it also helps like you can just see how you're doing in terms of like what content is working, what content isn't working, that type of thing. Um, yeah, so it's more of a tool than anything else. As well as, like I said, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like I said, I'm, I've been transparent with you guys since day one. It's um, yeah, that's how I get paid. Seriously, by the download. So if you're streaming it, they can't rate that or count that. So help old Darren out. It'd be greatly appreciated. And while you're there, if you could rate and review my show, um, I know everyone says that, but you're—I mean—you're going there to listen to it anyway. If you could just 
uh, you know, rate, cause that helps me out in the, you know, when you listen to a show and then if you like this show, you might like these ones. It helps in that sense. Um, apparently the more rating you get or whatever, it helps in the analytics of the thing. So I would greatly appreciate that. That's the last thing I'm going to ask for you. Oh, and to vote on the Bob Probert. But, uh, that, that is all I'm going to ask for me for now. But I appreciate, I definitely pre and anybody that listening, I, like you said, I, you guys know I appreciate it. And, and, um, but yes. Thank you very much for everybody, everybody that tuned into that, uh, bracket episode. And, uh, and like I said, I always enjoy having Steve on. He's been on a few times. Guy's so knowledgeable. And, uh, I, I did laugh though when we were doing the bracket breakdown. Um, I think he and I agreed on like the outcome of every fight except for like one. So I was just like, oh, come on. We gotta, we gotta do better than that. It's almost like I'm your, your sycophant here, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I think Steve and I, I think it was, it was Ray and Bolton, I think was the only, was the only fight we disagreed on. And even then, eh. I think, well, I even said that in the episode. That's, I mean, that's the thing with the, with the Twitter, right? With, with the Twitter, um, with the tournaments is like, I mean, obviously you can't pick draw because it's a tournament. But I'm like, I think most of these fights would be. I, and it's funny, as I I think I've said this a bunch of before on here. Um, every, I guess when you look at a fight, everyone looks at fights differently. Well, I mean, you could put a video up and you'll get 10 different replies to it. You know, at how some people view things, I'm like... I, what, it, no, you seriously, like, did you click on the right video? Cause I have no fucking clue what you're talking about, but yeah, some people just view it differently. Um, and I'm, and I'm sure it's, you know, most of the time it's whoever their favorite team is, or if it's their favorite guy fighting or they, or they hate one guy, um, that obviously, you know, clouds people's judgments like, and it all, yeah, which as a grown adult amazes me. Um, like I, I could see like, a 12 year old voting for their favoritist, but it's like, really, you're 46 years old and you still wear like the team underwear and go, go, go. And you cannot, the one can do no right. And the other one can do no wrong. Like do no right. Do no wrong. It's the same thing, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? It's just like this fanboy idiocy. Like, let it go, man. Like, I don't know. I don't get it, but I mean, anyway, well, yeah, when it comes to hockey fights, it's, it can be really, it's all over the place. So, you know, but the way I always sort of look outside of if it's like severely one-sided or one guy la- lands substantially more than the other, to me, most fights are draws. Like some people look at it, oh, it, it, it just landed a uh, 6-4, he won. Mm, I, okay. I'm like, well, forward of the helmet, uh, you know, or the one guy, or some guys just take time. Like Probert was real slow. Like some guys are just real slow starters and they take time to set up and they take a few and kind of get, you know, get into position. And like, I mean, if they're doing that and all of a sudden the linesmen jump in, well, yeah, then it looks like, oh yeah, he got smoked. Well, not really. He was just started trying to get ready. And then of course, nowadays the linesmen back then they'll usually, the linesmen would get it and they'd usually let it go. Now, Jesus if some guy landed three right in a row, holy shit, the lines would be breaking it up like it was great threes in the playground, right? But before, but like everybody had styles, like you had the machine gun guy that would get in real quick and other guys took time to set up and, you know, so everything looked looks different. Like I've always said, this isn't Olympic boxing where, you know, punches landed count, you know, or anything like that. Like punch land punches landed like with the CompuStat numbers at the end of the boxing rounds, you know, 110 throwing, 82 landed, like that shit. Like, no, you know, so I don't know. I've always just looked at it as draws. So getting back to the tournament, like I could see most of those fights being draws. But once again, in that you can't pick draws. So, uh, yeah, I had a, I had a hard time. Uh, he'd win, he'd win, he'd win, you know, where I'm like kind of most of the time just, and Bolton and Ray was like the one fight that, uh, we had different winners in basically, but I, you know, either way. And I said, most likely I could see a draw, but anyway, but speaking 
of the Bob Probert Invitational. And Alec and I laughed about this, and a couple of the guys privately, we laughed about this because it happens every year. But this year was amplified a little more because I put the tournament bracket on Facebook, telling everybody to go to Twitter to vote, but I put it on Facebook because I'll be completely honest, lately, I don't know what it is, and maybe it'll pick up with this, I hope it picks up with this tournament, but Twitter's been friggin' dead. Like, there's nothing going on. And I mean... And I know a lot of people have left Twitter because they're just tired of the bullshit. Not only, ho- like, hockey Twitter is just insufferable. Like, these new Gen Z douchebags on here are just insufferable clowns. So I get why people leave. but then And then you add in the pandemic shit and the pol- political bullshit. Yeah, people have just had enough. And I think they're leaving Twitter in droves. Well, older demographics. Like, when I say older... I don't know the specifics, but I'd have to look. But I'd be willing, after being on Twitter for this long, I'd be willing to bet the majority of people on Twitter are probably between the ages of 16 and 25 would be my bet. Uh, 35 plus, very, are very, and I'm, you know, and, and most of my followers and stuff, the people I interact with are like, well, Alec is young, but like 30 plus, 35 plus years old. I think those people are leaving in droves and uh but at the same time um I think Facebook Facebook has always been the, like everyone back in the day had a Facebook account. I mean as the younger kids would go on to Instagram and Snapchat whatever and Twitter it's more of a, like I would say it's kind of a young person's game, but I've definitely found Facebook after Alex a million times telling me to join um and I mean I had a private Facebook account that I stopped using years ago because people annoy the shit out of me on there but um so i mean i i knew what facebook obviously i knew what facebook was and all that but uh, yeah i'm like well to promote the show it's another vehicle to do that so i'll make a show page and it's been great and it has it's really boosted my my i think it it well it has it's helped my show immensely um but in that i of course being in the different groups Again, if you're going to advertise a fight podcast, where would be the best place to advertise it? Well, maybe in a hockey fight Facebook group that has 13,000 members. Um, you know, it might have 13,000 members. I'm sure only a couple hundred are active, but uh, anything helps, right, when you're trying to promote the show. So, uh, within and in doing that, um, you know, I'll try to put, I put up my YouTube clips and I'll put up pictures and stuff. Um, it's opened me up to a whole new, different group of dudes uh in these groups and stuff so twitter i i like i said being on twitter for a decade or however long it's been i have a good handle on twitter i know how it works i can kind of see how the trends go and what works and kind of what doesn't facebook facebook's all over the place i have no idea but um where was i going with this yeah so anyway i put i put the bracket up on when I put the bracket up on Twitter, because like I said, this is the fifth annual. So the last four years when I put it up, um, there's always discussion. Who's in it? Who's not in it? You always get that whining that goes on. Where's this? Where's Troy Crowder? If I've heard that once, I've heard it a million times. Then I finally put Crowder in. I think he lost in the first round, which is funny. But and I know how it works. And I know how I've done these tournaments how many times. Not only the Probert, but I've done the minor league one. I've done the power forward one. The defenseman one. So I know how the voting goes for the most, I don't know who's going to win, but I have a fairly good idea, but I know who's not going to win and who's going to get eliminated quickly. And it doesn't make it right. Cause I mean, Larry Playfair and for year, Ben Wilson for years, I think the first two years was out in the first round, which is ridiculous, you know? So yeah, I know how the voting goes. So I structure the tournaments that way in terms of who I have in. So the question also always comes up from a lot of these guys. Well, where, like, where's Dan Maloney? Where's Bob Gassoff? Where's, you know, and they list off all these seventies guys. And I have Ben Wilson and O'Reilly and Jonathan and them in there. I, it's not like I've completely not have any seventies guys in. I got Gillies. I have Nystrom, you know, on and on, but like, why would I put Wayne, like Wayne Cashman's been in it, but he's just going to get eliminated in the first round. Now, I'm not saying that's right, but that's just what it is. 
I did put John Ferguson in because I've always sort of viewed him as he's sort of the original enforcer, sort of the granddaddy, so it's sort of like paying homage to him. Gas off, I'd like to put, but I've never seen a gas off fight other than what the two that are on YouTube, and I'm like ninety five percent of the of the people that are voting have never seen Bob Gas off, so he's going to get eliminated in the first round, like that's what happens every year. So, and like I said, five years I try to rotate. You're always going to have the same Twist and Baruby and Domi. I mean, all those guys are obviously always going to be in it, but there's there's kind of a fringy out of sixty four. There's probably. 24 spots that are like rotating where they, you know, Lyndon Byers in one year, you're not in the other, you know, kind of roll, put Peluso in this year instead of Byers, you know, shit like that. And at the end of the day, who gives a shit? It's a fantasy tournament. Does it really matter? But on Twitter, you'd have a couple guys complain, but for the most part, and like I said, when I'm, as, as I'm saying this, I don't want to paintbrush and say everyone's cause they're not, everyone's like this, but most people just know it for what it is, enjoy it, we'll have fun voting and talking about it, and, you know, let's just see who wins, and it's all shits and giggles, right? But there's always that guy that takes the shit too serious, bitches that this guy's not in, blah, 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 like, who cares, man? Can you just not have fun with it? And I always, on Twitter, it was one, one thing. Well, son of a bitch, I put it up on Facebook this year. Oh, my God, the replies... The whining, it's just like, really? I just, like, and Alec and I first, when I first put it up, I said, oh, here it comes. Where's Crowder? You know, and it's like, sure enough, took about five minutes to get the first one. And then next thing you know, I'm at work and whatever, about two hours later, I look, oh, I've got like 25 notifications. And I go and look, and again, you know, 20 of them are positive. Oh, this looks like a lot of fun. How do we do this? What is it's on Twitter? Okay, this is going to be awesome. Blah, blah, blah. But then there's a, no Lyndon Byers, no Troy Crowder, no, you know, like, and I know, and I hate, and a couple players, old Mal, I saw you, ask him where's McIntyre. I explained why he's not in it. Um, it wasn't like, oh, this is stupid. Why isn't he in it? But it was just like, you know, McIntyre is really tough. He probably should have been in here. Yeah, he was really tough and he could be in here. But, and of course, this is again, the people on Twitter know about my other tournaments. Facebook does not know. So I said, well, there's a minor league tournament, whatever. He'll be in that one. I said, there has to be some general guidelines or else it, it, the number of people that could be in it is infinite. It's like I even said to Mel, well, you could be in this. Bialois could be in this. Link Gates could be in this. Morasti, McLaren, where does it end? Like, you know, like a Steve McLaren tougher than Mike Peluso? I would say so. But he played, what, three NHL games, you know? So, I mean, there has to be some guideline to it. Because then it's easier for me to make the bracket. So my guideline was, basically, you have to have more NHL games than minor league games. That's basically what it came down to. Plus, I'm doing a minor league tournament here in August anyway, and all those guys are going to be in it. But regardless, Mal wasn't being an idiot about it. He just sort of meant, and I said so. And he's, oh, okay. Well, I still love the tournament, though, and whatever. And it was a fine. But it's these idiots that are like, oh, well, you left out half the 70s guys that would clean the table with the rest of these guys. Yeah, really? Who in the 70s is cleaning the table of Twist, Baruby, Bugard, LaRock? Like, okay, really? I, I know you're a big Dan Maloney guy, but are you serious? You know... Is old Wayne Cashman going to... You really think Wayne Cashman's going to do a number on Bugard? You know, Al McAdams going to come in and really clean up George LaRock? You know, Gary Howitt's going to just end Twist? Like, what are we doing? Like, just shut up. You're an idiot. And then the big one was, is these people that would complain, Oh, no, O'Reilly or Samanko, this thing's a joke. They're in it, dumbass. Just go look closer. So it's like you, so instead of like double checking and like really making sure, you just couldn't wait to flap your lips. So instead of double checking, you're just going to look like a dolt. Like this one guy lists off eight, four of the guys were in the tournament. So I told him, get some freaking glasses and double check. And he goes, well, some of them aren't in it. Like completely missing the point of like, and I'm, I'm just like, well, you're, and he's the one that they clean the table with these guys. Like, you fucking tool. And this goes back to, like, a few weeks ago when I was talking about the videos. 
that you put a video up and there's always some jerk off that's got to complain about the quality or the fight wasn't that good or I don't even know why you bothered to put that up. You know, it's there's always that guy. And I understand that there's always that guy. I'll never understand why, but I get that there always will be. But it's just... Can you just not enjoy the tournament for what it is? It's a fantasy tournament. Really? And like I said, most people are cool with it, but can't you just, oh, this will be fun to vote on, and oh, I, I really think Goddard could beat Twist, and, you know, and oh, I think Brown might win. You know, just, why? Can't we just have some fun and talk about these guys that don't get talked about a lot? Let's all have some votes, have some conversation, and at least for a week and a half, you know, there's some enforcer talk on social media. Can we not just do that? Instead, you have to fucking cry that there's no Lyndon Byers or Troy Crowder is the one that always kills me. The guy had a fucking four month run. Seriously, he cut Probert open, dropped Chikrin, okay, and like he did okay against Domi and Barubi and whatever. And then Kimball fucking straightened his ass out, and then Probert beat him twice. And then, you know, a couple trades and some injuries and off to obscurity. And I'm not knocking Troy Crowder, but I mean, really? Like, you guys talk like he's the conqueror of man or something. You know, and it's, and it's the same thing with Steve McIntyre. Hey, I've had McIntyre on the show. I know, I've known Steve since he was 15 years old. I'm like, not that we're besties, but I mean, he, he played back here at AAA, played with my brother back in the day. So, I mean, I've known about McIntyre since he was 15. I will say I got him fucking recruited into a pro gig. That's a whole other story. Go listen to the interview, you'll hear about it. You know, but... He had 16 NHL fights. Like, people talk like McIntyre... Like, it seemed like he was around forever. But he wasn't. He played, he played, I, what did I say, 91 NHL games. He had 16 fights, according to hockeyfights.com. So, you know, yeah, there were great 16 fights, and he's a real tough dude. And yeah, I'd put him up against anyone in the tournament. But, okay, so I take a guy that played hundreds of games and had hundreds of fights out for a guy that had 16. Eh, you know, again, this is where I had to make the criteria where you have to play more NHL games than minor league games. So in the minor league mayhem, which I believe McIntyre won last year, Steve will be back in it next year, or this August, in the minor league tournament. Okay. But yeah, this Lyndon Byers, like I said to the guy, okay, you want who do I take out? Put Lind- Like, is Lyndon Byers substantially better than any of the 64 guys that are in this bracket? No. And I'm a big LB fan, but really, no, he's not. What was the other one? Oh, Craig Cox. Oh, yeah, the facts. The, the fact that you don't have Craig Cox in this tournament is a joke. Was the exact quote? Again, who in this tournament did Craig Cox beat? And is he substantially better than any of the other sixty-four that are in this? And I love Craig Cox, but no. So it's just like, can we just not enjoy it? Why must there be whining all the time? So how about for now? Well, the tournament's already started. So how about just shut up and vote and have fun doing it? And and like I said, the majority of you guys, especially the guys listening, whatever, I'm not knocking you guys. Most of the, like I said, I'm not trying to paintbrush. The 90 95% of the people are enjoying it and it's fun and it's, their interactions are great. But there's the 5%. And I'm, and I, like I said to Alec, it's those 5%, unfortunately, that you sit and wonder, why do I even bother doing this? Like, they just take the fun out of shit. Really. And it's just like, and I know there's the jerk-offs on social media, and you get that. Like, there's always going to be that guy. So you got to talk yourself into it. But it's just like, yeah, it's just like, why can't people just enjoy it? I don't know. It's just whatever. But get out and vote for it. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. And, well, like I said, as you're listening to this, it's already on. So, And if you're listening to this and you're not voting, you're like, what are you talking about? Sign up for Twitter. I'm Really, it takes a minute. You just go just be the anonymous A. Go be anonymous one, whatever. It doesn't matter. Fourth line voice on Twitter. Find my account and the, there'll be a little... I, I can't describe it any easier. Just scroll and you'll see Goddard versus Twist and there'll be like one... Hit one of the buttons, which name? And that's... You're there, you cast your vote. You know, I mean, everyone's voted in their life at some point. At some point, so yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's easy as that. So, um, yeah, there we go. The Bob Robert Invitational, fifth annual. Check it out. Uh, and yes, there will be a minor league mayhem tournament uh, in August. Um, uh, it's funny as I have, like I said, I'm not. I don't want everybody listening knows. I don't. I'm not a current. I don't give a shit about hockey. I don't watch. I don't care. But I've no. I've obviously on Twitter. I'm somewhat up to date on what's going on because it's all over my timeline, right? So I know it's dead or free agent, blah blah blah, and of course the Seattle Kraken and things come. God, I hate that Seattle. Their logo and shit's cool, but I hate that name, the Kraken. I hate that name. But um, anyway, um, that's coming up. The expansion draft, blah blah blah. Anyway, I see all these players um, and these fans saying hometown discount. These guys should be giving a hometown discount. I don't know. My answer is always why. Why do they, well, it's like, how much money is enough? And I, I mean, I get, I get the sentiment of it. Okay. Like you've already made 30 million. You need, you know, why not sign for six instead of going somewhere else for nine? I mean, is the 3 million that big of a deal? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I get all that, you know, take that out of it. I'm just, the point being is their window to make money is so small. Like really from what is, I don't know, we'll say 20, 18, I guess. Well, that's you're on league minimum, so whatever. So that's eighteen, nineteen. You're on league minimum, so twenty. We'll say twenty to you know what's the average career? Five. Well, I'm, I'm dragging this out more than it needs to my analogy. But we'll say twenty to thirty-five or twenty. Yeah, we'll just say that fifteen years. So you have, and and that's being generous—a fifteen-year career, um, barring injury and everything else. Um, so you have fifteen years to make your money. Uh, cause the first couple of years you're on league minimum. Again, I'd take, you know, we us working schmoes would all take the, what is it? 900,000 that league minimum is, you know, I'm not trying to sound like it's blah, but you know, the thing is though, have it take 30 some percent off for tax, everything else. And yeah, still, but you know, now you're down to about five or six again, you know, for the rest of us mere mortals, that'd be great. But you know what I'm saying? Work with me for the sake of the exercise. Um, you know, so these guys signed nine years. Remember, half of it goes to tax and whatever. So really, it's about probably six and a half. Again, it's still six and a half. I get it, but I'm just saying. Um, I know I always looked at it with these guys. It's like all their lives, they've never had a choice. Like when you're a young kid, you go in the Bantam draft. You don't have a choice unless you're a free agent. But like I'm just talking about higher end. Well, everyone's higher end. Again, I'm dragging this out, but you get drafted in the Bantam draft. You have no say where you go. So you live in Saskatoon. You get drafted by the Portland Winterhawks. Well, I guess you're going to Portland. So you got to go to high school in the down in the states and whatever. It's all you're all pursuing the Amer- the 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 NHL dream, right? I'm not knocking the system. That that's how the system. I mean, that's how the system has to work, you know. But again, the players don't have a choice. Then you go to the NHL and get drafted. You don't have a choice who drafts you. Unless you're Eric Lindros. But in that case, then everyone just holds that against you for your entire life. But, no, you don't have any say in who drafts you. So for those next however many years, those they own your rights. They can do whatever they want with you. So the, at this point, the player is now in their mid-20s before they get any sort of sense of independence of, I can go wherever I want. Now you become a free agent. So now I'm free to go wherever. Why would you not explore that? Why do all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not some indentured servant to some team that's drafted me, you know? And like these teams show no, no loyalty to the player at any level. You're a piece of meat. Doesn't matter how good you are. You're a piece of meat. It's after Gretzky got traded, it's been proven anybody can get traded. So, you know, your commodity to them. Again, that's how business works. That's it's the business of sport. So I get I get all of it. But all of a sudden now the power is into the player's hand when he becomes a free agent. So now he's got all these guys that at one time owned his ass are now begging him to come play for them and they're willing to pay all this money for him. But you clowns on the internet think, well, he should just stay. He owes it to them and the fans. I love that one. He owes it to us. He doesn't fucking owe you anything. 
It's his health that he's putting on the line. It's his talent that he's fostered. You had nothing to do with it. Now, okay, in a roundabout way, I pay his salary. Uh, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. It's, um, yeah, just idea that these players owe it to these teams and fans to stick around and take less money. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if some business tomorrow offered me 10 more dollars an hour and two more weeks vacation, I should stay because I owe it to my employer to stay. You know, like, what? Like, no. So hometown, shove the hometown. Now, if you have kids and your wife's from there and you're happy and whatever, oh, I'm, I'm not knocking the guys for staying. If you have homesteaded and that's your place and you're happy there and whatever, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying I get it. But I have, if these guys have become free agents and leave, I don't blame all their fucking, they're greedy assholes. Oh, shut up. Like if some, like I said, no matter where you worked, if somebody else came along and offered you 20000 more a year or $50,000 more a year, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I'm loyal. No, you go, so shut up. You know, so, and like I said, this guy played out his contract. He did what he was contractually obligated, obligated to do. Now he no longer has a contract and he's free. He's an independent contractor, so he's free to go where he wants. He can go to Europe, he can go to the wherever, the Quebec League, he can do whatever he wants. He has that right now. So he has earned the right to negotiate for himself and to get the most money that he can get or the best situation he can get or the longest term deal or the most guaranteed money or what have you. He has earned that right because he has played the five or six years it takes before he became eligible to be a free, whatever the hell the free agency rules are. You have to play for a while anyway. And even as a rookie, when whoever drafts you, there was only, there's a limit on how much money you can make. So even in that first year, if he scores a hundred goals, they don't have to give him more money because it's, they're not obligated to. There's a rookie salary cap. So yeah, but this guy, these, they owe it to those teams. Yeah. Right. So Anyway, I just kept seeing hometown discount getting thrown around, and it's just like, why? You know, but anyway. Um, actually, the last little, I mean, I, ah, guys, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's like, it's super hot here in this back room. I got, I, I'm sure you could probably hear my fan going, but yeah, I, I, like I said, guys, I'm pumping out so much content here, two shows a week and everything else. I'm, I'm running out of gas. I've, and I, I literally, I'm not lying. I have worked every day for the last like month and a half. So, I mean, even on the weekends, it's only for a few hours, but you're still going in. So um, I'm just like, and it's been hot here, thirties. Well, it's hot everywhere. I think it's, we're on the, I think we're living on the face of the sun now. I'm just, I'm running out of gas and I don't have, I just don't know really what to, to talk about and to be interesting and whatever. So, but I will say I have an interview recorded. Um, well, I can tell you now on Wednesday, I will be releasing the interview I did with Colt King. Um, and I think you guys will really dig it. Colt was a great guest. Um, we talked about a lot of different things. Um, we, well, I mean, we timeline his whole career, um, for you UK fans that are listening, it was brought up to me again. I am far from a UK hockey expert. I rely on Paul and John for that. Um, and they and they do. They keep me informed. They get me pictures, fight cards. They're great. Um, although, cause, but I give them a little Iggy in this one. But uh, uh, you'll see what I mean. You'll hear what I mean when you listen to it. But um, Colt King left Sheffield before the playoffs. He was there for one year in Sheffield. Was doing great. They were doing great, and he left. And I, for some reason, the at least the feeling that I got from talking to some of the UK fans is no one really knew why he left. Well, he explains why he left in this. So that story will be told for you UK fans. And he talks about the UK, and he talks about all the places he played. And like I said, it's about two hours, two and a bit, and uh, really nice guy. I really enjoyed talking with him. Um, we had a lot of fun talking, like, offline, like, before we even got going. And after we were done, I talked to him for a long time, and we tweeted back, and we, uh, we had social text message. But why can't I talk today? Um, we had text back and forth. Um, for a few weeks, because there was a couple of weeks we were supposed to do it, and then we didn't, and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
but just talking to him really enjoyed it um we followed each other on social media for a long time but he's not a real he lurk he's one of the he lurks but doesn't participate in a lot of social media um but he's out there reading i'll um i know that um but uh no fun guy to talk to had a lot of fun really looking forward to bringing this to you i think you guys will really enjoy it like i said i have some really i have some really cool guests that i've talked to that i have lined up and i think it'll be a real fun as the summer kind of goes on here um i i have i'm i'm not just doing solo episodes and whatever no i have interviews um it's just you know work with me here there might be a few more solo episodes in there in between than you're used to because you know people are you know they got to take the kids to the lake or they're out doing this so it's hard to get guys in the summer because school's out so they're entertaining the kids and doing the family vacation thing right they're doing the griswolds to uh across the world or across the cross country stuff so they don't have time for interviews but uh hang in there guys i got i got some good shit coming trust me i've talked to some really good dudes and um about coming on the show and a couple of them are real psyched for it so um again i don't want to throw out names in case it doesn't happen because that's happened before but uh no i'm really looking forward to talking to a lot of these guys but well it's all no not like all of these guys i'm looking forward to talking to provided it all works out so um no, the only other the only other thing I'll talk about before we get out of here, I know I'm at I didn't have much to say I'm at fifty minutes, but yeah, um it's just the whole Tampa Bay Lightning thing. Um I a bunch of fucking buffoons. Like I said that on social media, and I mean I get you won the cup and it's all I I I guess as I've I've said the level of celebrity worship in this country is like embarrassing. And it's everywhere. You know, well, hell, he had a celebrity game show president. I mean, you know, well, he was. I mean, I'm not saying any former against them. I mean, that's what he was. You know, and it's just like the celebrity worship. I don't get it. It's like if anybody else had acted as acting like the Tampa Bay Lightning guys are not all of them, but Kucherov and these guys were acting. Like if you see you see drunk frat boys acting like that, you like make fun of them. Like you're like, what a bunch of obnoxious assholes. But when these guys do it, oh, it's fucking sick, savage, bro. Like, no, it's not. You look like a bunch of fucking idiots. And like, you've dinted the shit out of the cup. Like, have some fucking respect. Like, even Grant Jennings on Facebook, I noticed, had a picture. He had this picture with the Stanley Cup. And he said, this is how you treat the... Show some respect for the cup. Like, what are you doing? Like I said, where are the older players to, like, rein these idiots in? And, like, just, like... Like, I, I get it. You go through the... Like, every team, when they win, has a parade. And you're on the car, and you're going through town. Like, are they chugging beers and doing keg stands and yelling and screaming and puking all over and yelling at press conferences like morons? No. It's like, ever since the Washington Capitals won, it's like, like what team can up the douche level? Like, you're a professional organization. You're representing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fucking act like it. You look like the drunk fucking bachelor party idiots on Fremont Street in Vegas. Like, and so I, like I mentioned that on social media. Okay, boomer, like you don't like to have fun and what? I've been that guy. I've been the the bachelor party idiot on Fremont. I've been the guys at the bars yelling and whatever. We're not my group of friends. We weren't that obnoxious, but we've been had obnoxious moments. We've all been that guy. But everyone in the world, like everyone in that area didn't know me. I wasn't representing a team or anything. Like the Kucherov's a goof. And, a, and apparently a cheap drunk. Like learn to handle your booze, man. Like, and I'm not saying don't get drunk and yell and scream. But you know when you do that? You go back to like the millionaires, like all of you got friggin' mansions in Tampa Go back to Stamkos' place. Go in the backyard. I'm sure it's acres with pool and everything else. Hang out there with the with per, team personnel, all the boys, the wives, whatever, and get drunk off your ass and no phone. Like I would have said, everybody back to Stamkos' place, phones away. No friggin' videos, no Instagram, none of that bullshit. Put your shit away. And let's just have a party and whatever. And then people are complaining about them in the cup. And then it's always the yeah buts. Well, you know, but they Montreal Canadiens, they did that at Key Carbono's house. And they see, so, so that makes it better? Like, that makes it okay? Like, oh, I justify it. Well, well, they're idiots too. 
But you also know what the difference was? It was at Guy Carbono's house, and there was. Do you see any pictures or videos of it? No. These guys are acting like morons in public. Like, just do. I get it in Florida because it's unique, so you can do the boat parade. Okay. Stand up there, you know, throw some Bud Lights out to the crowd, maybe have a couple drinks, and woohoo, we're number one, and here's the cup, and. And then and and go and everybody can cheer and as you make your mile couple mile journey down wherever the hell you went down and everyone has some fun and call it a day after a couple an hour or two then like I said go back to Stan Coast's place or rent out a nightclub Jesus y'all you have millions of dollars you can do this and then party into the wee hours as a team out of the prying eyes of the public is all I'm saying instead we just get frat boy obnoxious bullshit. That, of course, this generation now thinks is all sick and savage. And, you know, and the this is what the NHL needs instead of the boring interview. A drunk idiot that doesn't know, and he's just disrespectful. And, like, I said, you goofs and go on about the code and respect and all this horse shit. And you love to yell about all that. Then you get this jerk off up there acting like an idiot. Although... When you shit talk the media reporters, I I don't mind that. But but you know what I'm saying? Just like an idiot. This is the face. This is what the NHL needs. Oh yeah, that's what we need. Buffoons. Like the other sports, we need buffoons. Like just yeah, some illiterate sounding moron that can't have that's drunk on a couple white claws, saying all oh, the fans suck and I don't know who Andre. Who's pissing out? I don't know who that is. I laughed about that and all these people. Oh, it's, so, it's so savage that Kucherov doesn't know who Bissonette is. Motherfucker, I can guarantee you more people know who Paul Bissonette is than the fucking Nikita Kucherov. I can tell you that. Now, maybe not in Tampa, but I can tell you all my friends would know who Bissonette is before Kucherov. You know, so, yeah. I mean, I couldn't, up until these stupid press conference and all the stupid memes I see of this more is Russian idiot. I couldn't have picked him out of a fucking police lineup. I mean, a great player. I'm not saying anything like that, but it's just he's an idiot. I don't know. I know Bissonette is though. So stop with that horse shit. But no, that's not the, what the face of the NHL is, and that's what the NHL needs. No, so fuck. But again, but like I said, if it had been anybody other than a celebrity, people would be shitting all over these guys and calling them morons. Like, if you went to, like, a... Yeah, if you watch these... Like, the Washington guys or whatever, like, when they were at that ball game acting like idiots. If you were at that ball game and there was a group of just fans doing that, you'd be like, why isn't security kicking these clowns out? But no, but since it's a professional athlete... Oh, savage, bro! He's just pathetic. Again, I'm not saying don't have a good time. Go do it behind closed doors. Could you... Could Like I said... Is there no professionalism anymore? Like I've, there's, oh. Like you just, like I said, you see these reporters on Twitter and they just talk stupid shit, clickbait, talk like morons, sometimes get into swearing thing, like profanity laced tire, and it's like, oh, and then you look, oh, writer for the athletic, writer for the, is it really? Like, like I said, if I acted like that under my real name and put my, you know, whatever, Cindy's house tune and whatever, I'd be gone. They'd fire me. Like, we have a social media policy at work. As a government work, that's what they do with government work. You have a social media ban. Not ban, but like handcuffs. Like, mute your account, whatever. That's why I'm not free-flowing with my identity, my complete I, people that listen and players and stuff. People know who I am. But it's like, I'm not free. That's why you don't see pictures of me all over the place and stuff. Because I'm really kind of not supposed to be doing this. Or at least making it public. Because there's a level of professionalism. God, is that so... And you say that now, and these young kids, okay, boomer. Or else, yeah, but he did. Yeah, but he did. There's this yeah buts all the time. Like somehow, oh, that's better then? Oh, so he acted stupid too. Like, ugh. Show some professionalism. And it's a Stanley Cup. It's a it's a hallowed trophy. Treat it with some goddamn respect. Oh, but they have three of them, and that's just the thing. Shut up. That's not the point. Have some fucking respect. God. 
There it is. That's my rant for the day. Another Sunday episode. If you're listening to this on Monday, welcome to the work week. Uh, if you're listening to this on your commute, on the train, or in your cubicle at work, eating your cheese sandwich, trying to avoid Dennis, uh, thank you for tuning in. I like Again, I rant and rave. But I always appreciate you guys listening. I always appreciate the feedback about the show. If you do have any feedback, get a hold of me on social media. If, you don't, if you're not on social media, first of all, congratulations. Although you should be for the Probert Tournament. Um, email me. Hockey fights. That's right. Hockey fights. All one word. At Hotmail. It's, it is a Hotmail account. I still have it. Hockey fights at Hotmail.com. Hey, if you have a uh, comment, question, want to come on the show, you have a story to tell, whatever. Looking for a specific fight or a pitcher. Because I got thousands of pitchers too. Um, yeah, drop me a line. Love hearing from you guys. Um, yeah, guys. Other than that, enjoy the voting. I look forward to seeing you in the comments section. Let's talk about some fights, and uh, I will talk to you Wednesday when I bring you the Colt King interview. All right, guys, let's have a good work week. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?